Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to talk all about the Calgary Flames prospects and what could be. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here as we wrap up the week and wrap up the last full week of August. Today, we are going to be talking about the recent media appearances by some of our beloved Calgary Flames, what that means, and, you know, what we can appreciate from it. And of course, during the second segment and uh, today, I have Hottie and Sebastian from Locked On NHL Pro- Prospects <laughs> to uh, fill y'all in on the Calgary Flames prospects, the little the little Wranglers and the WHLers, because there are there are a lot of things that need to be looked at here, and it's not just the Calgary Flames; it's the whole organization. And what they're bringing into it. But make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Flames wherever you are getting your podcasts. I will be back to five episodes a week before you know it. We're sticking out August with three times a week. So thank you so much if you've been tuning in uh, consistently through the summer. Really at all through the summer. Uh, <laughs> I know, you know, there's there hasn't been a lot of news this year compared to last year. So it, it's summer's a little different, right? So... You know who has given us, who's feeding us content? Rasmus Anderson, Mackenzie Weger, and Jacob Markstrom. So, of course, obviously, last weekend, Weger was in Calgary doing the golf tournament, charity golf tournament. And then yesterday, the 94-minute podcast, obviously split up into different uh, interviews, but Rasmus Anderson made an appearance on 32 Thoughts, and it I thought it was a good interview. I think... We like if there's one thing fans should appreciate or should maybe show a little more appreciation for is these interviews. Not because it's just you know, like you get to see your favorite player or you get to learn more, but because of the work that goes on behind the scenes. And there are a lot of things the coordination. Sometimes you have to send a list of questions or they'll send a list saying, do not ask me about these. This is not ever to cross our conversation on the record. But I feel like not just Rasmus Anderson's interviews, but every every hockey player's interviews, any athlete even, their postseason or offseason interviews, rather, are so insightful. You know, it's not after... An emotional loss. It's not after your season ends. It's not after the biggest win of your career to get you into the playoffs or to force a game seven. It is months removed from everything that happened. And I think, especially with the Flames, turning like they have clearly turned over a new leaf, and you can see it. They are all so happy. There is life in those eyes again. I feel like last season, any post-game interview that you watched, it was just like thousand-yard stare from all of these athletes. And I felt I I felt bad. 
sad because clearly like they're not having fun and then you know the media does have to ask these questions because it's like part of the job and it's it's just uncomfortable but it looks as if there's a new leaf that has been turned over and the flames are just ready to prove that they're a good team that last year really was last year and one of the things that Rasmus Anderson said was just like like we lost like 17 times in overtime you guys and it was just you, everyone is so like scarred for life by that I feel like years from now when you know this team is like having a reunion in like whatever context of a podcast is at that time like we're gonna hear all about that we are going to hear all about how frustrating it was and whenever the puck left to uh to fully stick you just knew it was gonna hit the post but Jacob Markstrom seems more than ready to come back he's he looks well rested which is surprising because he is a very very young baby and he just he looks happier and I know like they all have that post breakup glow I'm going to be 100% real with you they all have that post breakup glow that you only get when you cut off negativity when you change things in your life that need to be changed you start to glow a little differently and probably like this is sports doesn't happen no you can definitely tell when players and environments in general are not good and things change and you just kind of feel and see the weight lift off of the player's shoulders it's it's part of the game and it, it happens with us in everyday workplace are you kidding me we talked about that earlier this week with nick and how awful some work environments can be and you just go there you clock in you do your job and you leave because if you exude any more energy into this you might make yourself sick one thing that I am very much looking forward to I think everyone is is who they name captain and you know you're probably just we've talked about this at nauseam this summer we've we've done it talked about it every way possible but I feel like there there is no wrong option here I think that there are obvious front runners but I also didn't think that Jacob Truba was going to be named captain of the Rangers I thought that it would have been Chris Kreider but so never uh don't get your hopes up because Things can change or just go in a completely different direction than you thought. Coming up next, we are going to take a quick break from listening to me and Hottie and Sebastian will have you covered on your NHL prospects. But before we do that, I do want to remind you all that NFL season is right around the corner and FanDuel has you covered. And it's time to win all season long with FanDuel because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. I'm going to assume 
there's going to be a prop at some point this season about Trey Lance and Dak Prescott because, you know, always there's going to be some sort of quarterback controversy in the league. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All righty. So here we go with the interview, and I will see you all in a few minutes. Alrighty, so moving on to our final segment, uh, which is team number 21 in our countdown to the best prospect pool in the NHL. We've got the Calgary Flames. They just slightly edge out the Leafs and Sens for me based on who they've added this year. I really, really like the addition of Samuel Honzek. I think it's a fantastic it's a, it's a great fit. I was, you know, I, I was sure they were going to go for Matthew Wood, but I believe he went just before to the National Predators. Yeah, one um, pick earlier, I think. Ex- 15 exactly. and 16. Exactly. So having them pick up Samuel Honzek as w- what people would consider a consolation prize. I mean, for me, I think Honzek is a better player than than Matthew Wood. So that works out for the best, in my opinion. Um, Honzek is just he's a big towering center with a fantastically long reach and he's able to or, get involved. Yeah. Or left wing. He He's played a bit of both. I'm not not fully sold on him down the middle just yet, but are you? Yeah. I'm, curious I'm about personally that. convinced at the okay. center position. It's not just the, the reach and the ability to get involved in the middle of the ice. It's just for me, there are little, little habits, especially when he's helping out his defenseman in the defensive zone, his, his tendency to swing low, even as a winger, he would occupy that, that F one position and swing low on his defenseman to give them an option to break out. He's very much aware of the trouble that's going on around him, which is one thing I'm looking at mainly for my centers. Um, which is another thing that made me kind of convinced that Otto Stenberg could play a center role as well, which not everyone's convinced of either. Uh, but yeah, that's the main thing I look for in, in, in Hansek's game is just he's responsible defensively to a level where I'm, I'm pretty convinced. I understand that the size and lack of proper kind of foot speed turns people off as a center. But for me, a center is more than just a puck carrier. I think that you can have a puck carrying winger without a problem. I feel like Hansek as a connector is really good. And I feel like his, his, off-puck movement, offensively and defensively, is solid enough that I'd be fairly convinced that he could do a good job at center. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I love Samuel Hanzek as well. I thought that he was yeah. just a tremendous pick uh, in that range, but also for Calgary specifically. I think I, I think I had him ranked like 16th, 17th in that range as well. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I'm a really big fan of how he plays. He's super toolsy. Uh, this is a player, um, like one of the rare players that you're going to find in the teens of the NHL draft who has a combination of a pretty high upside and pretty high floor. Uh, I think that you're getting a pretty much guaranteed top nine player here. Uh, it really showed last season that he that he had professional experience playing in a junior yep. league. Uh, and and he, he was probably the best puck protector in the entire draft class. Uh, tremendous physical tools. Uh, I... I, I think his shot is really underrated. It's absurd, yeah. He can, he can really, really get it off from medium range. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the playmaking is also a real strength. He's a, he's a true dual threat with significantly good handling ability, too. Yep. He's just he's incredibly well-rounded, but I, I mean that in a really impactful way rather than like a boring, you can do a bit yeah, of like, everything. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's not really a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. He's really, I mean, he, he's, he, he's a master. He, he's a master of a few, and he's pretty much 
very good at everything else, which is exactly. what you love to see. And I think that he could also be molded into a variety of different roles uh, by the Calgary development staff, which I'm sure <laughs> is part of the reason that they, that they drafted him. But I find it kind of funny that like really like they're, they're, Four best skater prospects are all technically left wings, yep. and I'm I'm a little bit concerned by maybe just how much they're stacked in that one position. Like obviously wingers are rather interchangeable, and guys like Jacob Pelletier and Matthew Coronado, Samuel Hanzek, and Adar Suniev, who's fun and we'll get into in a moment. Yep. I think those are all players that can play both sides and and be relatively effective, but. The lack of center depth is a bit concerning, and yeah. Connor Zari has had a lot of injury problems, and I, see, I'm not quite sure how he projects anymore at this point. But I haven't watched too much of him. So, ha- have you gotten yeah. an eye on him a couple times? On Zari, it's been a while since I've watched him. But I was just going to say that's exactly what makes me think that they might want to develop Samuel Hanzek as a center, For sure. and that's they, likely they have all the intensive to do, uh, incentive the incentive, to, to yeah. do so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And For you sure. know, with with guys in their system like Peltier, like Coronado, like uh, Adar Suniev, we mentioned earlier, William Stronggren as well. They've got a lot of guys who are going to be playing that position. They've got a, a decent amount of depth on that side. I think that it's just a matter of time before we see Samuel Hanzek either play at center at the junior level or get traded to a team that's going to play him at center because I, I think the flames are intent on having him play that position which is fully understandable um for me the issue with calgary specifically and and why they're kept out of the top end is first and foremost i don't see anyone who i can be fully convinced will play a top line role uh in their pool um second of all is a lack of depth at right wing and at right defense um and just defense in general uh, they added etienne morin who i'm not convinced about they've added jeremy poirier who I'm equally not as convinced about <laughs> and Jan Kuznetsov as well. I mean, for me, the difference maker for them is that big, big prospect in goal um, in Dustin Wolf. Uh, but before talk us through Adar Suniev, because I know you're a big fan. Oh, he's fun. I, I, I've really enjoyed watching Penticton last season and Adar Suniev is one of the most wacky prospects that was eligible in 2023. Uh, mm-hmm. He he was the worst skater in the entire draft class by a fair margin. It was him, yep. him and Matthew Wood were the clear two worst skaters, in, in my mm-hmm. view. Uh, really bad stride, super wide. That said, he's really intense, and he mm-hmm. applies pressure, and he's going to need to improve the skating to be able to apply the same level of pressure in against pro competition. But he's going to have time. Like He's going to have to marinate for like four years at least before he challenges for an NHL spot. But this is a really intense player with a very hard shot. He's a really strong goal scorer, and he's Mm -hmm. quite defensively responsible. So I think that the skating is really the one massive limiting factor that needs to be addressed. But Mm -hmm. if you can stick him next to a really high-end skating coach for a couple years, I think you're going to see some really, really big steps for him. And uh, and then before we go to Dustin Wolf, we have to talk about the last two high-end four prospects in Jacob Pelletier and uh, Matthew Coronado. So do you have a favorite of of those two? Definitely Coronado. Uh, I like Pelletier. I just see him more as a projectable kind of third-line scoring winger rather than a full-on top six talent. I think Coronado has the effort level, the smarts, and the goal-scoring ability in order to become a true second-line and borderline complementary first-line player. Um, I'm sure. not convinced of the first-line potential fully. I think it's possible, but it'll take a lot of stars aligning, whereas the second-line upside is fairly 
easy to see. Um, so that's kind of my take on those two. Um, I, I, I don't know if you prefer Peltier, but no. I, I think, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a big gap in my mind, too. Like, yeah. I, I think I think Coronado has a really decent likelihood of being a top six player that can really move the needle. Yeah. Uh, and Peltier, I've tried a lot because the AHL product, production is really impressive, and it, it has been consistently. Yeah. But whenever I've watched him play, I've been seeing a player who, yes, has some really, really interesting tools and abilities but Mm -hmm. in terms of that tangible nhl upside i'm a little bit more skeptical on his front than i am on coronados who i've been a really big fan of going back to his draft year absolutely uh and to finish things off for the flames we we left the best for last in dustin wolf for me after devin levi this is the best the the best goaltending prospect in in the nhl jesper Uh, volstead wow i like i like jesper volstead but wow um, I'm more convinced of Dustin Wolf's potential, and maybe it's my it's my favoritism for short kings. But possibly, I very very much see the the upside in Dustin Wolf's game. He's perfectly perfectly tailored this game to his lack of size. Um, reminds me a lot of UC Saros, and so does Devin Levi. Um, just in terms of the way that they play, working perfectly with them being smaller, more athletic, for more sure. mobile players. I um, concur. He's very much. I mean, I love Jesper Valset. I love Yaroslav Askarov. I love Spencer Knight. Um, those guys are kind of usually the guys you mention. You see mentioned when talking about the best the high prospect picks. in the NHL. Yeah, but for me, Dustin Wolf is just. He's a perfect example of why you should you should scout goaltenders with guys who know how to scout short goaltenders. Cause a lot of these guys slip in rankings just because they're small and you'll see a lot of teams pick up some six, 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 seven goaltenders who don't have the athletic ability, don't have the puck tracking or the play reading or the hockey sense that a guy like Wolf or Levi has. I mean, for me, Dustin Wolf has everything you want in order to, to make the NHL and become a very, very solid puck stopper. It's just a matter of will the team trust him enough in order to see to, 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 make, to see him play those scenarios, and will be will he be able to force their hand if he doesn't if, if they don't essentially? And that's kind of the question with me with Wolf, but I'm convinced. I'm perfect. I'm personally sold. So oh, that's I, my, I am too. I just yeah. I, I still have Allstead kind of a tier above. I I, I believe in the really? toolkit a bit too much. Yeah. Uh, but to me, it's a quite clear top three and top four in terms of goalie prospects in the league. And I think it's yeah. it's Volstead, Levi, and uh, Dustin Wolf. And then I think mm-hmm. Askarov has a firm hold on the fourth spot, in yeah. my view. Uh, but yeah, this is a tremendous prospect and uh, definitely a big difference. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I definitely do think that, that there's a bit of a gap between, between Ottawa and then Toronto and Calgary as we've kind of broken yeah. down those prospect pools. I I, I see some more upside in, in, in Calgary and Toronto. I think that Matthew mm-hmm. Nyes and Coronado and uh, Hanzek and Wolf are are significantly ahead of Ottawa, which is kind of indicative of that big that big gap uh, yeah. that we have between 23 and 22. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on Locked on Flames today. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto and what what a week we have made it through four and a half months without Calgary Flames hockey did anyone see that coming I didn't I didn't know what we were gonna do but thank you to the guys at Locked On NHL Prospects it is great to receive insight uh from experts you know because I can look at a player and just 
see like surface level things. But people who have that trained eye, especially with prospects, it just it makes it so much better. And you can really understand a player's ceiling better. Obviously, they do talk about Dustin Wolf and just all the praise for him. He is wonderful. <laughs> there is no denying that. And I thought it was interesting that the um, the size of the goaltender was brought up because, you know, it. I feel like we're so used to seeing goaltenders that are like Markies, like 6'4", 6'5", and then you have like Ben Bishop at 6'6". I mean, obviously Ben Bishop's not playing anymore, but, you know, you have really tall goalies. And I don't think that Dustin Wolf is all that tall, um, but it it goes to show you that size doesn't necessarily matter in this situation. And the they gave props to the Flames development uh, team. And I think that that's great because it's true, you know? Again, just like I just mentioned, you have to have a trained eye to pick out special skills and, like, see something in these players. I don't know. I have not watched enough, like, film. I watch, like, hockey for entertainment and not necessarily scouting reports um but it's so nice to see the flames get some recognition in their prospect pool it's not super deep like they mentioned but it there are some great talents in there and Samuel Hosnick who is uh, their most recent draft pick first round draft pick from this year uh sounds like he's gonna turn out to be a great player he's not gonna be a first line center or winger Whatever they decide to play, uh, put him at, he can play both. But I believe Sebastian said he's more of a winger, left wing, rather than playing down the middle. But he he's a big dude. He's big. He's, he's tall. Got to put some muscle on. And it sounds like he has some skills <laughs> that the Flames could, could use. You know, he has a nasty shot he can fire like the flames having a shooter and a finisher could you imagine what that team would look like you might it's not going to look as good as it did two years ago but it's going to look better than last year and again the bar is not very high for that but I just think it's great to see a player come into the organization that is you know his size he wants to you know, obviously continue developing, duh. And he is a well-rounded player. And I really liked that they said, you know, oh, like he's not like a well-rounded player in a boring way. He's actually very skilled in a lot of these areas and it makes his game better. And that's one thing you just need from the Flames. You just, you need someone who can make this team better and not just one person because you can't rely on one person to fix your team. But it's great to see, you know, a third line plus middle six, maybe uh, developing in their, (laughs) their prospect pool. I think that it's, it's hard to, you know, get these guys to the NHL. Some players just don't make it to the NHL. That's how it goes. But 
getting the most out of everyone is what you want. And seems like uh, the guys are pretty positive and set on Hosnick having a high ceiling, which is great. Be or Hosnick, sorry. Um, having a high ceiling, he, he seems like a really good kid. I haven't heard anything negative about him. One thing that did come up was Connor Zari. Connor Zari has unfortunately been battling injuries. And I feel like any prospect that, or like first year in the NHL, you, you get injured, your, your whole career is derailed. You obviously are missing crucial time. People start to doubt you. Then heaven forbid you have another one the following year. Oh my God, you're injury prone and now you're a liability. But with Connor Zari, I, I don't know if his skill set is truly enough to be a full-time NHL player at the moment. I, I don't know. I, I guess it would depend again on the team and what, what it's looking like. And, or if a different team, you know, is interested in him, but it's, it's just hard to say. And I think that's one of the fun things about, prospects is that you can just hope and get excited because you have to there's so much untapped potential and so many bright futures in juniors and in the AHL and college and whatnot because you know obviously they're drafted and it's, it's for a good reason but thank you everyone so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames. There is always room to grow in every part of your life, including developing your hockey skills. So thank you all so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoy your weekend and we will be back next week with the latest on the Elias Lindholm, Michael Backlund, and whoever else saga here on Locked on Flames.